It must be a day that ends in Y because the Calgary Flames will not die. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for joining me here today. Today, we are going to be talking about the comeback win against the Carolina Hurricanes in that third period effort, as well as their next game against the New Jersey Devils, and of course, their old friend Tyler Toffoli coming to town. It's Friday. It's late on Friday. But we're still going to do the winners and losers of the week in true Friday fashion. But before we do all of that, make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you're getting your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube as well. We're here for you five days a week and happy to be your one-stop shop for Calgary Flames news. The game against the Carolina Hurricanes was not a pretty one. I will I will start with that. Three minutes into it, they allow a goal, right? You're sitting there. I was sitting in bed watching it, and I was like, oh, this it's, it's going to be one of those nights. Okay, that's fine. I think it was the 10th game in a row where they had allowed the first goal, and that <laughs> that's not a, a good statistic, right? But I was like, okay, this is fine. Typical Calgary Flames hockey. It, it, it's early enough. They'll figure it out. And then uh, the period goes on, and... It's just a very messy, non-cohesive period from the Flames. It was a lot of simple mistakes that essentially cost them the second goal as well because Rasmus Anderson had a horrendous and unforgivable turnover that led to Michael Bunting scoring. And when that goal went in the back of the net, all I could think of was it'd be just like the Wild game. Okay, but... The one thing that I did notice was Dustin Wolf. He did not look rattled. He did not look like he was going to, you know, pass out and nervous. And <laughs> he has this confidence about him that I think is so important to have as a hockey player, but especially as a young goaltender that is making this transition to the NHL and Basically, the future of the organization is kind of on your shoulders. At least that's how it feels in the public perception. And it's just nice. It's nice to see that he's not rattled. (laughs) First period ends. The second period happens. And you could have just taken a nap. You could have just gone to bed. You wouldn't have missed anything, right? The only thing you missed was a great effort by uh, Kadri, uh, Zari, and I believe it was Razichka on that other wing and I I liked what we saw from them and Ryan Huska did too because he was playing them as if they were the top line they were getting most of the minutes last night I was fully confident that it was going to be that line that uh, cracked open the scoring it wasn't not in the second period (laughs) the third period happened and it was uh Blake Coleman who scored first, or no, I'm sorry, Rasmus Anderson. What is going on with this team? Like, I don't understand what it is. It's these final 20 minutes of play where they just 
come alive. And that's not a sustainable way to play hockey. I understand it's fun. You know, it's no quit in Calgary. Like, you've got all this excitement and underdog energy to you. But it's not... You can't just fall asleep for the first 40 minutes of the game and expect to show up in the third and walk away with a win. That's just, it's not going to work like that. And then Connor Zari uh, scored, as well as Blake Coleman. This team, the secondary scoring has been such a huge, it's become their primary scoring. Let's, let's be really honest here. Their secondary scoring, based on, you know, the lines, has become their primary scoring, and that's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but it's something to keep an eye on because you want to see guys like Elias Lindholm, like Andrew Mangiapane, like Jonathan Huberto scoring. You want to see that. You don't want to have to rely on Mackenzie Wieger and Rasmus Anderson to, you know, have a nasty one-timer and find the back of the net. Again, not a sustainable way to play and win hockey games. I think that we need to sign a petition, uh, beg the NHL for a rule change where the Flames can decline penalties. Oh, you want us to go on the power play? No, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. We'll play some even strength hockey that because the power play does not give them an advantage. It is, in fact, one of the worst things about this team at the moment. I could not get over it. They could not set anything up. They could not do anything but pass. I wanted to just scream. It was not easy to watch. Dylan Dubé, however, uh, played just five minutes last night. Five minutes out of a 60-minute game. Not sure what that's about. Yes, we do know what that's about. And I, I don't fault Huska for pulling in his leash and kind of holding him accountable because there were some turnovers where, or just mistakes and breakdowns where Dubé was responsible and that was for a short time on the ice. So keep him out there longer. Risk, <laughs> risk uh, is a lot more than the reward, right? But Dustin Wolf, like I said, looked great. He had 28 out of 30 saves. The goals that he did let up, it's not like they were softies and things where you're just like, oh, this kid couldn't stop beach ball. He was locked in and it was just really great. And like I mentioned earlier, he has this confidence about him. And even uh, Ryan Leslie and Eric Francis were talking about it during the first intermission that like he he's not rattled. He has an aura about him and that it, he's just so focused on the game that it, it doesn't matter. You're going to let goals in. Part of the job, right? Goal is to stop them, but sometimes you, you're just, you're not going to stop them. And that's part of the game. But one of the biggest things that I noticed was there the, the cadre line, the kids were making some mistakes. And not necessarily mistakes where I'm like, oh my God, please put them on the bench. Please, like, don't, like they just need to mysteriously not come back or they have an illness or something. They were just, there were moments where the plays just didn't work out in their favor, whether it be turning over the puck or uh, not getting a rebound or, you know, not winning a puck battle. And they weren't benched. They went back to the bench. Ryan Husko talked to them and uh, Kadri would be right next to them. They'd talk about it, go out, and they learned from it. 
that is such a huge part of integrating the young kids into this team. No one says you have to be successful 100% of the time. It's unrealistic expectation, but you want to learn from those moments. And it's fantastic to see Ryan Huska doing what a former coach did not do. Coming up next, we are going to preview the game against the New Jersey Devils. But before we do that, we are going to take a quick break here. With eBay Motors, they have everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to your peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you are looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die on the road alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available for U.S. customers. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Flames. You can follow me on uh, social media at JustBelmosto. Happy to talk with y'all, and thank you for supporting the show. This has been, uh, you know, another year, calendar year of the of hosting, and it's it's been probably the most rewarding one. So thanks for thanks for making Lockdown Flames part of your day. It 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 doesn't go unappreciated by myself or Nick. Devils come to town tomorrow. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're probably already in Calgary at this point. They are currently thirteen, ten, and one. They have had a really tough go of things uh, the first month and a half of the season with injuries, with poor goaltending, and now Dougie Hamilton is out for uh, an undetermined amount of indefinite uh, amount of time, and that's not good. I didn't realize that the Devils were that bad until like two weeks ago when I was doing my power rankings and I was like, wait a second, <laughs> they were good. And then I looked at the Metro standing and was like, oh, this is wonderful for people who hate New Jersey. And I'm one of those people. So, you know, it, it's tough. They are a really young team and I'm so excited for what Jack Hughes brings to the league as well as you know what Luke Hughes will eventually blossom into Jack Hughes currently leads the team in points with 33 so 33 points in 19 games that is unbelievable I cannot fathom having an offensive presence like that. For reference, Elias Lindholm currently has 17 points in 26 games. So, again, having high-end talent on your team certainly makes a difference. Uh, Jesper Bratt has 29 points, and our good friend Tyler Toffoli, Mr. Teapot, has 21 points in 24 games with 12 goals and 9 assists. He would lead the Flames in goals 
if he was still on the Flames. I, again, Elias Lindholm has seven. Blake Coleman has seven. Uyghur has six. Imagine having a goal scorer with double digits December 8th. Well, I don't think Matthew Chuck or Johnny Gaudreau have hit double digits either. So you gotta pick and choose your battles, I guess, right? But what is so interesting to me is that the Devils went from one of the best teams in the league to one of the bottom teams in the Metro seemingly overnight. And very much reminds me of the Flames when they you know, went to the playoffs and won the series against Dallas, had the whole summer happen, and then last season, right? I think that it is so infuriating, like, as a fan to watch your team, like, plummet like that. But, again, it's part of the game. There's so many changes, and a lot of it is, unfortunately, based on luck. And I did see someone say that this was uh, the Andrew Burnett impact. And I I don't think they're entirely wrong considering how well things have been going for him in Nashville. So, I mean, it, it's not just him. Obviously, there are a number of reasons why the Devils aren't doing well. And I think the poor goaltending and the plethora of injuries that they have had has uh, obviously taking a toll on the team. I was looking through the stats as well because I, I was curious, you know, what what do the Devils do well? And that would be their power play. They have the best power play in the league with uh, 35%. So this is going to be a true test for the Flames penalty kill that has kind of slipped recently. They're still sitting in the top 10 uh, in num- at ninth in the league, but I'm I'm not entirely confident in the penalty kill the way I was, say, maybe back in at the start of the season. I think that they have uh, regressed a little bit, and I'm hoping that, you know, not you're not going to be perfect 100% of the time. Again, a recurring theme of this episode, right? But I I do want to see more stability and fully killing penalties and not allowing those shorthanded goals. that's a simple request. I'm just a simple woman asking for the Flames power play to do simple things. It's not simple. But one thing I also noticed was that the Devils have a weaker penalty kill. Okay, this is a great time and a perfect opportunity for the Flames to take advantage of that because what have they been struggling with? doing quite literally anything but passing on the power play. Last night on their first power play, they had two shots on goal. Two. Better than zero, but that's just completely unacceptable. There is such a significant lack of confidence, and I don't know what one can do about that. I don't know how you can build your power play's confidence or really your team's confidence without seeing successful results. But something has to change with that Flames power play because it's just it's not it's not working. Matthew Coronado, if only if only you could just kind of like plug and play 
<laughs> players when needed and just throw him on special teams and have him just kind of sit there for other times. It, it's frustrating because he he has a very nice shot. He has a one of the best shots, if not the best shot on the team. And when he was on the Flames power play, he was doing well. And then, I mean, he, he hit a wall, only naturally. And he he's still performing beyond expectations in the AHL. And that's fine because he needs those consistent minutes to eventually jump to the NHL and to successfully jump to the NHL. I, I need to see more. Dan Vladar is supposedly starting tomorrow. Looks like Walker Dewar and Elias Lindholm, or not Elias Lindholm, uh, Walker Dewar and AJ Greer missed practice today due to the illness that is floating around this Flames locker room. That's, okay. I mean, it's not, you're not really, they're not significant losses. You know, obviously AJ Greer and his uh, toughness and his, again, shot on the power play, pretty good, I would say. You know, you you are going to miss those, but we'll see if some rest tonight uh, does the body good for either of them because it is an early game tomorrow. I I don't know what the plan is for Dan Vladar. I don't entirely have uh, an idea of why he's starting. But again, you you got to just balance it out until Markstrom comes back and you make a decision, right? That's that's it. You know, they play tomorrow, two p.m. Mountain Time. Nice afternoon game. Have a nice little late lunch. Enjoy yourselves. I'm sure it's freezing in Calgary. It is absolutely it's nearly okay. It's not nearly below zero. It was like 13 degrees Fahrenheit when I went to my car this morning. <laughs> So we are, we're struggling here on the East Coast as well. Coming up next, we are going to wrap up the show with winners and losers of the week because it's Friday and who doesn't love highlighting the highs and lows of sports and pop culture. But coming up right after this, we will dive into that. And before that, we are going to take a quick break here and I'm going to talk to you about Jace Medical. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of RSV season, and it's the holiday season, and you may be traveling somewhere to celebrate with family. The last thing you want to do is come down with something and not have what you need, right? And Jace Medical can give you peace of mind before you even hop hop on that flight, close the trunk shut, and hit the road to visit your family this holiday season. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could really happen to any of us. I mean, there's a nasty cold something going around my office right now, and the Jace case could probably benefit a few of my coworkers. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to have what you need on you today. Get to Go to jacemedical.com and use code locked on to get $20 off your order. Again, that is jacemedical.com and use code locked on for $20 off of your order. 
Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me on today's episode of Locked on Flames. I appreciate you. I hope you're having a great day, and I hope you have fun plans for the weekend. Uh, Just hanging out, watching hockey, and getting ready for the holiday season is very exciting. And so are the winners and losers of the week, because there, there is a lot that happens in the span of a week where I have to, like, really go back and flip through, like, the Rolodex of pop culture and sports news. We're going to start with the losers. <laughs> because I think as a Canadian podcast, we, we got to talk about it. And no, it's not Blue Jays fans for being excited about Shohei Otani. Because there was every inclination to be excited and to expect some sort of announcement today. And the loser is, of course... Those MLB insiders that had confirmed Shohei was on his way. People had flight logs, paths up of this private jet that left Southern California and was heading to Toronto. And I don't agree with that behavior. I think that, like, you know, people are going to do what they want to do. But I, I just think it's really weird to, like, find celebrities jets and like see where they're going uh feel kind of feels like an invasion of privacy but that's a different discussion for a different day and turns out it was not even Shohei Otani on this flight it was a Canadian businessman (laughs) was no one that was going to be signing with the Blue Jays and I just I feel really bad for Toronto fans because they were so excited all day the second I got to work I opened Twitter yes Sorry, boss. Uh, And it was just people talking about how, oh, Shohei's on his way to Toronto. Shohei's on his way to Toronto. And then tweets were coming in from credible insiders saying, yes, he is expected to make a decision today. There was no way to confirm, at least for the general public, that Otani was on this flight. I think the funniest thing would have been if he just posted like a a picture from like his house in Southern California or wherever he is right now and just tag the location to let everyone know that he's not on that plane. He was not on that plane. And, you know, things like this kind of ding your credibility and you get community noted on Twitter. And that that's that's a tough look. That is a very tough look. We're gonna talk about our winner now. Lena's Allmark has been a fantastic goaltender for the Boston Bruins. And he's just been a light in the NHL world, really. He's been so exciting to watch with his goalie hugs, with uh, winning that Vesna, and being just a, a, a big teddy bear, really. And he did an interview last week with Sportsnet and got incredibly vulnerable. It was really... I don't want to call it refreshing to watch because it was it was very sad, but it was incredible to see someone, a professional athlete, get so vulnerable and honest on a major, you know, platform like that. And he talked about how he was going to goalie camps and playing over, uh, you know, overseas and he moved away from his family at a super young age and he talked about his dad's battle with alcoholism and how deeply that impacted him and how he was ready to give up 
and stop playing hockey and move home so he could take care of his father. And he didn't. And it wasn't because he didn't want to, obviously. It was because there was no way he was going, a 16 year old kid wasn't going to fix that problem. And eventually, you know, family kind of went their separate ways. And obviously, Allmark makes it to the NHL and whatnot, and really reinforced the importance of healthy relationships with family members and bonding with your teammates and really making time for each other. And I think that it is so important to, you know, remind everyone that there is this human element to the game. These guys are just players. They're human beings. Like, they aren't exempt from the hardships and adversity of life. And we've seen that time and time again. And I'm so happy that Allmark decided to stick with hockey. And it's a reminder for anyone that feels like they have this duty to fix someone. You can do as much as you can humanly can. Ultimately, it is up to them. And not even just with substance abuse, obviously, but with, you know, anything. You are one person. You cannot fix the world. You cannot change the world. I'm sorry. But that does it for today's episode of Locked on Flames. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Enjoy your time watching the Flames play against the Devils. And I can't wait to watch the Tyler to Fully Tribute video. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you get your podcasts, of course, on YouTube as well. I'll be back on Monday with a recap of the weekend and any exciting news that happens between now and then. Until then, stay safe, stay hydrated, and make sure you wear your winter hat.